What to Know podcast explores best practices, innovation, and latest trends with industry experts with an eye toward helping you, the listener, stay ahead of the ever-changing marketing and communications landscape. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2O and the host of the What to Know podcast show. I am sitting here at a very cool new venue called 800 Congress with two of my favorite guys. I don't know them that well, but I feel like I know them pretty well. Um, we have Kevin McEwen and Eric Owen from Black Pistol Fire. Welcome, gents. Hello, hello. Yes, great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. And I have to tell you a funny little story. So you guys played, we didn't know who you were two years ago, and you guys came and played Stubbs. And we actually had a pretty rocking show that night. And Matt and I, who just walked in, I, I asked him if he'd uh, come and sit with us. Hi there, Matt. Matt said, you know, he showed me some pictures. He said, at the beginning of the show, it was him and Bob and a couple other people. And by the middle of the show, it's like you had, you know, 300 people that were sort of crushing the stage. So Bob Pearson, who's my partner in crime, asked, he said, can we get Black Pistol Fire again this year? And I said, they might be too expensive, but you know what? We'll give it a shot. So we are thrilled to have you guys here. Thank you, Aaron and Bob and, and Max, I suppose. Yes, Matt. Matt, Matt. Oh, yes, sorry. that's okay. Sorry. It no, wasn't no, necessarily clear no, whether no I said X. Matt no or X. Max. Yes. Double T there. So... We're here at this venue tonight. You're going to play later tonight. Um, I want to find out a little more about you and, and uh, share this with the audience. So the, the first thing I want to talk about is I was doing some research and I found out you guys know, have known each other since you were in kindergarten. So I, do you have a brother relationship, best friend relationship, love each other sometimes, hate each other sometimes, all of the above? Kevin, you want to start? Sure, sure, sure. I think, yeah, yeah all the, uh, the above that you mentioned. And then uh, I, I think we can equate it to something similar as a, a, like a long-lasting marriage of sorts. You know, you know, marriage is great. Sometimes it's hot and heavy. <laughs> sometimes, you know, we uh, you know, need to go... Uh, around the corner for a beer and, you know, just, uh, you know, you know, get some space, but you know, you know, yes, it's been a very long, uh, lasting friendship, but uh, it's carried over into the musical side, which has been, we're pretty lucky, you know, cause you hear stories about brothers and really close, you know, friends in bands and it, and it doesn't ever seem to last like the real close one. You got Noel Gallagher and, uh, Leo, Jack White and his wife, right? Meg Jack White, White yeah. were together that did not last. So. Yeah, uh, I have a good one actually. I just thought of from uh, from our hometown of Toronto, Rush, Alex Lifeson, and Getty Lee are life, lifelong best. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So, but, but they Neil, never, Neil Pert, no one, no, they don't like. No, no one, one likes, likes Neil yeah, Pert. No one likes. Well, actually, so that's that's a good transition because you know the other thing that's kind of cool about you guys that you do not make a secret of is that you are from the Great White North originally, um, but you that's got to number one. <laughs> you moved to uh, Austin and you claim Austin as your home. Uh, I think there's a joke in there somewhere because I lived here for six years. It's like I wasn't born here, but I got here as fast as I could. Right. So talk a little bit about what that's been like migrating and adjusting from the Toronto lifestyle to the Austin lifestyle, which I'd say there's a, a hipness and there's a sort of probably cultural um, coolness that happens in both but obviously very dramatically different beyond that from a food and a weather and all those other things perspective yeah for sure um i mean yeah we grew up in toronto and toronto was a great place to grow up uh you know uh, toronto's a massive city we you know played a lot of music in growing up in toronto and also playing bars and clubs in toronto but um it almost felt like you know it, it was as far as it could go in, in canada and toronto but um moving down to austin was a, was a really good 
eye opener for how much you know music is out there and also the uh the level of musicianship that you can actually witness on any given night down here was kind of mind-blowing so um yeah, I think that was the best thing. I, I I still haven't gotten used to the summers. I don't think either of us will ever get used summers to the summers. Are hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I think moving down here. I hope, but I, I I'm accurate with saying I think it's made us better players, better musicians, but also like kind of appreciate what we got back at home in Canada too. Because every time we go home now, we we definitely appreciate all the little things that. Uh, that, that we miss about Canada, and uh, we're getting a lot of love in Canada right now. Um, well, on, uh, in radio on rock uh, on rock radio, we're number one on the radio right now. Congratulations, in, in Canada, that's amazing. Yeah. That's we've never, yeah, yeah. For, hey, we we always said, oh, wouldn't it be great to have a, a radio hit, whatever that is, whatever that consists of. And uh, right, yeah, right now it's a pretty great feeling. So it's nice that it's in our hometowns because now our friends and family get to understand what's going on because sometimes when we tell them oh we're playing a couple big festivals down in the states they're like oh that's great happy that's for cute, you right? but they don't yeah. really know maybe the 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 size of of how huge that is you know so eric i'm going to ask you because you you touched on this you said you go back during the summer what is it like going back and you know knowing that you have enjoyed some celebrity you started <laughs> to play well you played a number yeah. of like fairly big festivals you've been on stage and we'll touch on this in a minute with some pretty amazing acts so you know Tell us what it's like to go back there and to be. Uh, I don't go back for the whole summer by any means, but my, my family has a, 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 just in the past two years, we've gotten it actually, but a, a cottage, what in Texas people will call a lake house. Um, about two hours outside of Toronto, actually. So I like to go spend some time up there and swim in the lakes and canoe and do all that stuff. But do people recognize you on the street? Do people like, oh, Eric, I remember you, and now I see you in this band? No, not so much, but it, it is interesting, though, when people, number one, we have a, a, a big group of friends and acquaintances, a pretty large one, mainly from high school and then kind of college still, that we still see and keep in touch with some of. There's this huge friend group, and uh, everyone's always very excited, and you know, we don't see them very often, a lot of those people, so they're always wanting to talk and ask questions, and it's a lot more, not that they weren't excited when we when we left when we first started coming back but there's definitely more excitement now when you say kev uh, but yeah no it's it's i'm not, not necessarily getting recognized in the streets per se actually i think one time in toronto i did it might be just a matter of time because i mean you guys do have a unique look um good on both fronts but you definitely you're not like the average bear right? of course yes um I do want to shift gears. So you guys have played with some amazing acts, folks like Gary Clark Jr. on the same stage, I should say. Um, Weezer, Hart, Wolfmother, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Band of Skulls, who I absolutely love. And then most recently, and I mentioned I saw you guys with Billy or Fool and ZZ Ward. Um, I'm not going to ask you who you've liked, you know, sort of being with most because that's unfair, but maybe share a story or two of like what that's meant and maybe, wow, I you were joking about Billy Rafool that he used baby Billy or something like Sweet that. Billy. Sweet Billy Boy, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, we've had so many great experiences uh, with all these bands. Uh, and every time we've gone out on the road with any of these bands, we've always kind of taken something away from it, especially, you know, something I, I like to, I like to sit side stage and watch you know, every night, kind of just a little bit uh, of the show to see what we can take away from it or what we can learn to make our shows better. And, uh, yeah, all we can say is that all, all those been great. I really enjoyed, we really enjoyed going uh, overseas with uh, Gary Clark Jr. about two years ago. We played a few shows in London, in Germany, and uh, that was that was pretty amazing to 
get to open those shows and uh and, and yeah because we're going over to the uk in about a week and a half so we're kind of stoked to, to get back over there and yeah play for some real rowdy crowds because the, the crowds in, in the uk are pretty rowdy yeah you ever seen like glastonbury and yeah and uh reading and all that stuff they, they go they go mental so I, I wonder and i'm sure you've figured this out but gary clark jr is a little bit of a common thread because obviously he just did ride with zz and then you guys toured and so i wonder if that may have had anything to do with her picking you for the tour where Gary's like, these guys are badasses and you really should uh, we could, go out on the road with them. We, yeah, oh, we, all, we all have the same well, that age. Helps. And, yeah, but we also know that she uh, she had told us that she was a, uh, a fan from, uh, for a while, you know, from the very first record, which I didn't think anybody knew who the hell we were. But um, And I think she wanted a, a rock band, a little something harder to open up the, the sets on this tour. So we were grateful for the opportunity. And I think we, uh, we maybe gained a few fans and... Uh, it was a great experience, yeah. That's awesome. So, Eric, one of the things we were joking about before, and, and you're both, you know, examples of this, but I've seen you guys a few times. I don't know, is, and I've seen probably a thousand, you know, shows in my day between festivals and concerts. You two are two of the most energetic dudes I've ever seen. Like, how do you, night after night, get up and put forth that energy? And, you know, what is it that... that helps you get ready for that? I think it's a couple things. I think number one is, uh, is the preparation ahead of the show. So like hours or days or weeks, Kevin and I are both pretty, pretty big in, in, the, in the running and exercising and staying in good shape and whatnot. But then uh, a day of show, it's two things. It's beforehand, not really drinking anything, or it's just kind of focus. And I know what I do if, if I have my way. I basically just pace, or pace back and forth in the hall like a lunatic. I probably look like a big weirdo. But I just pace back and forth and kind of psych myself up. And then for me, and I'm sure it's the same for Kev, but I'll, I'll let him answer after. Um, there, there's no greater feeling for me like when, I, when I'm into the music and, and, and it's hitting hard. I'll just When you're at the point where you're not thinking about anything, you're just doing. So there's no... There's no um, agenda or it just it just kind of happens and it's not that's that's when it's at its best i think and that's when we're performing our best and that's when probably the audience likes it the most and that's you know a lot of the time but um it just it just kind of has to happen well it's it feels organic yeah. right it feels oh, organic yeah. well, it by the way i have to say so royal blood is playing in the background a similar band right a you know a i think they play bass and drums um but uh, they're an energetic bunch as well. I had a luxury of seeing them last year at Outside Lands in San Francisco, which I'd love to see you guys at sometime. Hopefully, we'll uh, make that happen. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they're they're, they're a great band. I love the fact that uh, they're doing well. You know, they're bringing a, a nice bit of rock and roll back to slowly, kind of back to the mainstream. You know, where there's been a big kind of hole missing for a while. So. Um, yeah, a lot of good rock and rolls coming out right now. So I think I we're, we're on the uh, the upswing here. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of, you did just drop, well, you didn't just drop it. I think you dropped it last year, but uh, Deadbeat Graffiti. Uh, seems like it's gotten pretty good reviews. I personally have enjoyed it. I think Matt would agree that he enjoyed it. Um, what's that been like? And, you know, how would you compare that to your last album? I'm sure it's always, because I think you've done several albums, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Uh, the, this last one was our fifth studio uh, full length. And, uh, Where would you rate it on like a scale of out of those five? Is it the best? Is it the second? Well, best? Your, your last record, oh, should be your best. So I don't know. I can't really judge that. I can't say for sure. But I feel like it's uh, the strongest uh, thing we've, uh, you know, piece of music we've put for, forth. And I think it's uh, it's the most diverse too. You know, we're we were trying to definitely trying to do a lot of uh, different things that we normally would never have done in the studio and uh, trying to draw on a lot of different influences. But um, 
Uh, yeah, I think we're really stoked. And the reception we've been getting with a lot of the songs, a lot of the newer songs we've been playing every night have been has been pretty good. So, um, yeah, but we're we're a bunch of workhorses, so we'll probably get cracking on another record in the next few months. But uh, yeah, I think we can still ride the wave a little bit on this record uh, because yeah, we feel real proud of it, and uh, and we're only starting to get traction now with the single in Canada, and hopefully uh, we can start getting some more. That's awesome. Here, yeah. Well, congratulations again. Thanks, any man. new songs from this next album that you're starting to roll out there? Like, will we hear anything tonight, or is that still tucked away and staying hidden in the studio for the time? Yeah, we've got a few, a few, a couple songs that we feel really excited about, but I don't know if we're we breaking those out just yet. But yeah, we're sitting on a couple that we want to try to release at least one in uh, by the summertime. But uh, now this will just be kind of let, let's just try to get a party going kind of deal, and then. Uh, yeah, that's. I feel like that's what South by is, right? It's just you know people want to go out and just party and, and have have an experience, you know. So I don't think we get too picky with our playing on that stuff. We just try to bring the party. Oh, and the stuff that's out there in public is just fine anyway. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we yeah. Love that. So one of the things I do want to ask because I do ask these three questions to all of the folks that I, I uh, interview, um, but because of the uniqueness of the fact that you guys have known each other forever, I'm gonna roll reverse a little bit and I'll start with Eric. And that is, I like to ask people, what's one thing about you that people don't know that you'd be willing to share? So I'm going to ask not about you, what's something about Kevin that people don't know that maybe Kevin doesn't want to share, but you're willing to share, but know that he gets to go second. So okay, it's called mutually assured destruction. Yeah. It's a, you know, old I think I have a lot more options on Kevin than he has on me, but I could be wrong. Uh, Kevin has a tattoo on his bottom. Okay. Do we want to share what that tattoo is of, or is that pushing the limit? That might push. That might push the limit. Okay. I think. Yeah. Just really embarrassing and stupid. Well, I think we all have to have something a little embarrassing and stupid in our life. All right. So, Kevin, what do you have on uh, Eric? Uh, well, of course, this is this is a newer one that uh, uh, many don't know that Eric has a degree in economics, which he uh, he'll he will. Uh, you know, most people would be like, that is fantastic. And you have Eric here. You can't see his body language. He's like, oh, my gosh, why are you telling people that I have a degree in economics? Well, he's only dropped it a few, like two times, but not, you know, but. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's not something you put on your bio, by the way, you know, on the website if you're trying to look cool, right? I know sometimes like if we're at, if we're at dinner and like, you know, we're calculating a tip afterwards, he's very quick to jump in and I'll be like, I think it's, I think, I think that's wrong. And he'll, he'll say. I have a degree in economics. I know what I'm doing here. And then I'm almost like, oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. I'm not going to second guess it. So um, it's luckily we have somebody like that in the band because it's, it's almost like having your own personal rain man. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I might have asked something or replied with something like, well, maybe you should have a degree in douchery too. But no, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, books. Any books that you guys have read recently that uh, fiction, history, you know, business that you really have liked that speaks to you I like to help our listeners build their library for sure well we're listening uh, an audiobook that we've been listening to on tour we still haven't gotten through it is um, is uh, Bruce Springsteen's uh, born to run uh, which is it's told by him on the audiobook so it's super intense uh, at times inspiring at times very confusing at times very whew, just uh, he relentless with his uh, metaphors and you know, dreamy landscape, the way he pick, you know, paints pictures, but uh, it's pretty great. And then I think the last book that I still haven't finished, but I'm I have a few pages left. It was a book that our tour manager Nick lent me. It was called American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Awesome. Well, 
it's funny because I interviewed someone yesterday, and I can't remember who it was, who also mentioned that book. And they were saying that there's a story that I guess the first time he went, he toured across the country, he didn't know how to drive a, he actually didn't know how to drive. And it was a stick shift and that they were going. And so essentially what would happen is like, I think it was his tour manager. They'd be driving along and he'd get into fourth gear and then he'd slide over and drive for eight hours. And if he needed to stop and get gas, he'd have to like wake his manager up and get him to slide back. So you probably haven't got to that part yet. I haven't read the book, but I thought that was an interesting. It's a lot of work for. It's a lot of work. It's like, why don't you just learn how to drive the damn truck? Yeah, a lot of maneuvering. It is a lot of maneuvering. All right. Last question, and I always love to do this when it's with folks that actually play music and make albums. Um, it's the fictitious, you're on a deserted island. You can only take one album with you. Which album and why? And I'd love to get both of your answers and now know that ZZ Ward picked one that was yeah. you know, kind of outside of her character. So, high bar. Uh, I'm going to say Abbey Road by the Beatles. Um, just because it, start, it, just, it takes you on a journey, that kind of rock opera ending, uh, it's, it's amazing. If, if I had to give a second vote. Or if I, if, if, no? Okay. No, I'll, I'll give Eric a second one. He's a, you know, he's a good guy. You can have a second yeah. one, too, if you want. Okay, if, if for some reason that, that record's not available. What if it got broken? Yeah, it got broken. If it got broken, a starfish punched yeah, the hole yeah. in it. I would probably go, I'd probably go Nevermind by Nirvana. Also a good one. I feel like it, it, it has an unfair... Um, uh, reputation of maybe being sort of too mainstream, but I, yeah. if you listen to it, especially beyond uh, sounds like te- or smells like, I, Teen I pretty Spirit, much skip, it's an awesome album. I, I, I love that song. That song meant a lot to me growing up, but I haven't listened to it in years. I basically skip it and everything after that. Yeah, no, that's two great choices, Kevin. Um, I think I would go with um, my first gut reaction was to say. Van Morrison's uh, Astral Weeks, which is a, a very lesser-known record of his, but I think one is one of his best records. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful record. I think I could listen to it at, at any given situation. And uh, the songwriting's on there. He's got Astral Weeks, Sweet Thing, Madam George. You know, like it's it's just like a very very atmospheric, beautiful record. And uh, and I remember reading an interview that he was, he said it was a throwaway record for him. He's like, ah, it was all just off the cuff. They were all improvising in the studio, a bunch of jazz players playing folk, playing R&B blues. But you hear all those influences just kind of meld into one when you listen to the record. And, um, and you can hear him just kind of like scatting over repeated lines. And it's just an amazing record. But uh, I think if I had to go with a second one, I would do uh, Neil Young, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. That was his first, uh, first, first record he did with Crazy Horse, and it's still like, it's got all those influences of country and a little bit of garaginess in there, a little rock. Um, so yeah, those would be four, four great albums. And it's funny again, yesterday doing this, you know, an interview. This was with Otto Bell. Actually, he may have been the one that said, um, he was talking about um, Bruce Springsteen in the book. But he picked Van Morrison, and you know, I was like, no one's picked him yet, and I've done this sixty times, so it's funny that oh, within really? twenty-four hours, there's something going on in the water here. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. Anyway, um, thank you guys for doing this. This is Aaron Stroud, the CMO of W2O Group, the host of the What to Know podcast. I'm here with uh, two lovely gentlemen who I'm very much looking forward to seeing play tonight: Kevin McEwen and Eric Owen of Black Pistol Fire. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, man. Thank you. Want more episodes of What to Know? We post a new episode every Thursday. Subscribe on iTunes, the podcast app, the Stitcher app, or Spotify, and view the podcast page at w2ogroup.com slash whattoknow.